Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. With NFL playoffs already underway and the NBA season in full swing, Bet Online has you covered with all the up-to-the-second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get into the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Remember, that's B-L-E-A-V. Bet online where the game starts. Hello, 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 and welcome into a very special episode of the Believe in Lions podcast. That's B-L-E-A-V right here on the Believe Network. And we are joined by Lions legend, not just one Lions legend like normal. No, we have a second Lions legend, the Iron Man, the man who has been with the Detroit Lions longer than anyone else. The one, the only, the first round pick, the 2022 Lions Good Guy Award. It's Taylor Decker. Appreciate you, man. <laughs> oh man, man, listen to that, man. What what does that what does that feel like to be the longest uh tenured line at this point, man? Like, what does that feel like? Uh it feels like it happened quick, man. I don't feel old, but uh in football years, I'm getting up there. You know, I turned 30 this year. Um, in my eighth season, you know, I was able to you know, start my hundredth game. I got to be going closer to 115 or 20 now at this point. Um, you look back on it and people say, man, it goes quick. And in eight years, it, it kind of has, man, it's kind of flown by. Um, but I still feel youthful, man. We got a young team and, and they keep me young because when you got guys who are 23 on the, on the practice squad and they want to make you look bad, you got to be on your P's and Q's. Um, so I might have a little bit of gray hair and might need a little longer warm up, but uh, I still feel youthful. I mean, and, that, and that's the good thing about it, man. And that's generally how it happens. The young guys keep the older guys younger, but it takes a special person to want to connect and be a part of the younger community you know what i'm saying some of these older guys you know how it is some of these older guys are they're old they're into other things and they don't really put into the the rookies or the younger guys and so the fact that you can connect with those guys what has it been like just being that leader of the o-line and probably one of the biggest pillars of the whole entire offense yeah i mean uh first and foremost the the guys on the o-line that they've brought in um they've done a phenomenal job of just personality fit like we just all get along so well. And I know it's not that way in every single room across the NFL, um, but we, we just love each other and we get along so well. And you have players who are phenomenal players that want to see the other guy next to them do just as well, if not better. Um, and then for us on the offensive line, it's actually kind of unique. While we may have an age gap on a, in our starters of, I think it's eight years, um, we all got kids. Everybody got kids. So that kind of tethers us together because we're at the same stage of life um, while we may be at different points in our career. Um, everybody got little ones rolling around. So we're going to play gyms and stuff on days off with our with our kids and um, that we're able to connect with that. So, uh, man, just can't say enough good things about our group, man. They, they're phenomenal. 
Yeah, it's a strong room that you've got there and one that kind of is almost the heartbeat a lot of people see of the offense. And so what's it been like over the past couple of weeks being that driving force of the team of the offense uh, as you pursue your playoff goals? Um, I mean, part of this is going to be a boring answer, but we know in the playoffs you got to be able to run the football, protect your quarterback, and stop the run. Um, you know, those are just kind of staples of just being a successful team in this league. And uh, we know that Ben's going to put us into positions to be able to try and affect the game. Um, that may not always be an easy thing to do, but he's going to put you in a position to succeed and help the team. Um, that might be one-on-one in pass pro for 46 pass snaps, uh, like, like last game uh, felt. Um, but ultimately – he knows what our guys' strengths are, and, and we can be multiple with him, um, but he's going to play to his players' strengths um, within the whole offense, but especially on the offensive line as well. That's that's dope. So I got I got to ask, man, because like we said, you, you, you've you been there the longest, right? You came in in 2016. That would have been uh, Coach Caldwell's era. We went to the playoffs that year. We lost first round to Seattle. I, yep. If I'm if I'm remember that correctly, yep. and then you went on to be a part of the Matt Patricia era, mm-hmm. um, so you seen kind of a, a semi high, you know, with the Caldwell making the playoffs, even though we had to go on the road, and then mm-hmm. you've seen a low, and then now you guys are at a at an all time high right now. So kind of just talk about that journey um, of what is what it's felt like going through the highs and the lows. Um, I mean, there were definitely a lot of days where it'd just be hard to come into work because ultimately you are what your record says you are. Right. And for me, like I, I view myself as a winner, but your record says you're a loser, you're a loser. Um, and that, that's, that's a tough pill to swallow as a competitor. You know, you've played, you have pride. Um, so that was, uh, very frustrating, frustrating for a long time because you're trying to figure out what the disconnect is and how can we write this ship? Um, because we ha- we have good pieces, and then we have pieces from from those teams that won three games or you know four games, five games that that are helping us now. Um, but ultimately, you know, we just couldn't get everything clicking, and, and there was there was some disconnect, um, and we needed a change. We needed a big change, and that's what happened when when we hired Dan. Um, you know, we we had an ownership change. We got a new head coach. We got a new GM coming in. Um, and I didn't really know what to expect, but I remember after Dan got hired, he had called me. Um, I was actually out to dinner with my wife, um, and he called me just because he wanted to just just talk. Because he's like, you know, I you know I know you've been here. I know you know players look up to you. You're a leader on this team. Um, you just wanted to kind of touch base with me, um, and, and that that was striking to me in a positive way. Um, Cause I think one thing about Dan, he does a phenomenal job of connecting with everybody on a personal level. What you see is what you get with him. Like people hear his crazy stories and you know, the way he talks in the media, that's him. He is authentic. And he just has a, a rare ability to uh, just connect with every single player, you know, whether you're the starting left tackle or you're an undrafted free agent that's on the practice squad, you're going to know that that coach cares about you. Um, and then on top of that, with him and Brad bringing in pieces that were going to be not only great football players, but they're going to be a personality and culture fit. Um, because, you know, you, you can have a crazy guy or two, but right. you need somebody to kind of keep driving that culture 
in the direction that you want to go in. Um, so he's just done a, just a fantastic job. I mean, he's just a leader. Um, Got to be the best leader I've ever been around. And I've been around some really good coaches. Um, and I think in a relationship-based business, when you have trust and you know that your coach wants the best for you and, and wants you to wants to put you in a position to succeed, uh, you know, the sky can be the limit because that guy has my back. I know he cares about me. I know he wants to do right by me. And there's the hard knocks clip where he says, I have a plan. I just need you guys to trust me. Um, and we did that. And uh, it took some time to kind of reap the benefits. Um, but there were a lot of small victories along the way that you don't necessarily see from the outside looking in. But you could feel yourself stacking wins, even if they weren't a win, and right. moving in that direction. Was there a moment that kind of put it all together where you could finally see the plan coming to fruition? Um, I think for me, I look back on two games from last year, the Minnesota game at Minnesota, um, and then the Thanksgiving game against Buffalo. Um, I remember after the Minnesota game, we didn't win the game, but I felt like we were closer than it seemed. Uh, we were a few plays short. We didn't close out the game. We had four minute opportunity to close out the game to win that game. And we didn't. Um, and we just needed to make those plays at the end of the game to win the game. We were in, we had opportunities to win the game at the end of the game, you know, in this league, two minute, four minute, almost every single game, it seems like. Um, and then at the, in the Buffalo game, that was a game on Thanksgiving prime time. Uh, four years ago, we lose by, we lose by 21. Um, and we lost the game, but man, it felt like we were taking strides in the right direction and we weren't over the hump yet. We weren't there yet. We lost. Um, but I could just feel it. It just, it just didn't feel like it used to, it felt different. And it felt like we were going out there as winners and, and competitors to go out there and, and win the game. And there was just, just that belief was like permeating through everybody. And it, it was just became contagious man it's been it's been crazy like just being you know in fort field these last two weeks you know i've had the the luxury to be there my guy jack was there for the uh for the rams game um but the building has been electric man just tell me a little bit about the fan support that you guys have been getting i know it's probably crazy going around in the city different places it's a lot of energy in the building but what does it feel like you know from a just walking out there man i know it probably feels like there's no way we're gonna lose today like there's absolutely no way that we're gonna lose yeah i mean that home field advantage is real um the fans have shown up for, in a big way for us because you know i go back to saint brown dying his hair blue and then you see pictures on the internet i think it was somebody's grandfather that's in hospice dying his hair blue right. and uh, you know i've i've been through it for eight years there's people who've been through it for 60 years who've been dying for this. Um, and this is a, this is a blue collar city, man. So for us to be able to play a brand of football that resonates with people, um, they can tether themselves to that. They can feel that. And it's real because you hear fans all, all the time saying we and us um, fans drive our game. They make it what it is. You know, I get to make the living that I do because of the fans. I get to have uh 65,000 people at 134 decibels because of the fans uh, watch me play. Um, 
so it, it's special and you can you can feel like how much it means to people because they've been yearning for it and they want to be proud of their team and they want to be able to talk shit at the water cooler to their buddies uh on monday and uh it just speaks to how special the game can be because it can give people a recess because there's a lot of people who don't have it as good as we do um but man when their team's rolling that, that does a lot for them for sure you got some, Jack? I got, I got two more. That's all I got. No, nope, all you, Glover. All right. So my my first one is, like you said, right? Fans, 134 decibels, right? Loud. Two home games played great. You know, now you guys are going on the road, right? Going to San Francisco. You go from being the the home person to now you're the villain in somebody else's stadium but it seems like america everybody is rooting for you guys do you guys feel that like that underdog mentality but we represent america going into san francisco and like we really got to go and get this done um and like what is what do you feel like it's gonna take to be able to because now you guys are gonna be having to deal with the loud crowd noise because it's silent and for a field when you guys are right there Mm -hmm. how are you guys gonna you know, be able to go out there and, and, and basically execute at a high level and get that done? Well, first I would say, I know the seeds say that we're an underdog, but we don't feel that way. Um, we're in this game because we earned our way into this game. It, it, like there's, there's no way around that. We had to win um, our division to get a home playoff game. And then we had to win two to be able to get to this point. Um, that being said, they are a fantastic opponent. And every round that we get a play in, the, the level of difficulty is going to go up. Um, we are going to have to be super dialed into the details of verbal and nonverbal communication, probably a lot more nonverbal uh, than verbal. Um, and then I think ultimately there's something, something like cool about going on the road and it's us versus all of them, everybody. It's kind of like that gladiator mentality, like Maximus in the, in the, you know, you're going in there um and it's hostile and that's fun. And you can kind of feed off that even as a, uh, a visiting team, you can kind of feed off that hostile energy. Um, but ultimately we're going to have to be on those, those details, especially early. And uh, the margin for error is going to be slim. So, you know, we, we need everybody to do their absolute best of what they're capable of and do their job. Right. And, and like you said, everybody, right. You got you guys have a guy on this team that's played in a Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. He's went he's went on this run, and he happens to be the quarterback of this team in Jared Goff. Um, have you guys been leaning on him, just kind of talking to him throughout this process? Is, is what it, what it's going to feel like to be in the NFC Championship game? Has he said anything? I'm not asking specifics, but has he kind of took a, a a role as in hey? You guys follow me. I, I've been here. I know what it takes to get there. Um, and just kind of told y'all anything, anything like that. I think the biggest thing that Jared does is he is collected. He doesn't get too high or too low. Um, and when you're playing a premium position like quarterback, the most scrutinized position, and he might be more scrutinized than any quarterback, and you just see that your your guy, your field general out there is collected and he's just going out there to play ball. Um, that puts other people at ease because he's going out there. I'm going to go out there and I'm just going to do my job. Um, he's not a big rah-rah guy. 
Um, and, and you can just see that in his personality. Um, but his collectedness playing that, that position, I, I think that's bigger than anything. And, um, we have a ton of guys who haven't played in playoff games at all until this year. Uh, but maybe ignorance is bliss because we, we got some rookies playing really well, man. And I, I, they just, they trust, they trust what the coaches are telling them that number one, you belong here. You're good enough to do what I'm asking you to do. And I just need you to do what you're capable of. Um, so I think everybody just kind of as, as a, as a group kind of has that mindset of, I just need to go be me. And, and that's all I need to do because we earned our opportunity to play in this game. So we're good enough to go out there to compete and win. I don't know oh, about you, Glover, but I've got some pretty serious goosebumps right here. I am excited. Taylor, any, my final question, do you have anything that you want to say to all the fans out there, the people that have been there since day one? And also, do you have anything that you want to plug, anything you've been working on that deserves to be brought to the attention of everyone? Um, I mean, I kind of said it um, earlier, just about, you know, just the fans driving our game and making it what it is. And then that can't be understated. Um it's just our, our sports special, our, our sports special. And like, we're all, we're all human beings who, you know, yeah, I get to go play football, but I'm a human being. So I can have that human experience with people and understand what it means to them. Maybe, maybe can't put my, uh, myself in their shoes, but uh, I feel it. I feel the passion from them and I feel the energy from them and it makes a difference and it's meaningful. And all of the DMS on Twitter Instagram, while I may not be able to respond to all of them, I've read every single one. So if you sent me one, I've read it. I appreciate it. I try to respond when I can. Um, but that stuff's meaningful, man. And, and we know that the city has our back. Um, yeah, that, that's all I got. Not working on anything in the shadows. So got nothing to. Well, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Glover, do you have any final thoughts? Man, I was just going to say, I appreciate you reading my DM, man, and getting back to me, man. This is this is incredible, man. You know, I've been I've been to war with you, man. I know I know the type of person you are, man. So I'm just happy for you guys, man. I've seen you guys at home the last two games, man. I'll be in San Francisco, man. It's just it's going to be epic. I can't wait. Um, so I know you guys probably are off today. Get 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 started probably tomorrow on the preparation. So. Good luck this week, man. Have a good time. Enjoy this moment, man. And we're all rooting for you guys, man. All right. Appreciate you guys. Yes, sir. Thanks. What a great time. What a great person. What a great <laughs> story. Glover, thank you so much for getting this hooked up for all of the people out there to see. I know the audience is going to love everything that Taylor's. I'm ready to run through a wall right now. So I'm, <laughs> I imagine the audience will be too. Yeah, man, I thought I thought I thought it was pretty cool, man. Like just authentic, you know. I'm I'm like you, man. Like I, I I was getting goosebumps, man. Like I'm 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 feeling it, man. Like I think they understand the magnitude of 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 where they are. Um and like you said, I think they got a good group of young guys that don't really know. They don't know what you're supposed to be. So they're writing their own script, you know what I'm saying? Like they're not trying to be anything other than who they are right now and i think that's the the beauty of it and like i said I, I feel like you know there's not many uh states or fans that have 
dogs in the fight anymore, right? It's only four teams left remaining, only only two in the NFC and two in the AFC, right? So, you know, all of the fans in the NFC that don't want the 49ers to win, I'm sure they're rooting on the lines, and it's just a great story, and so many people are are behind this team, and, you know, I can feel it. I'm sure you can feel it. I know they can feel it, and so taking that with them on the road is going to be huge, and, and you know, although they probably won't hear um that many people screaming for them there'll be tons of people at home screaming through their tvs for for you guys so um i'll be at the game screaming for you guys rooting for you guys um but uh yeah it's going to be a special weekend it is going to be such a special weekend i cannot wait to see it all unfold any final thoughts any parting words for all of our fans out there or did taylor just put it perfectly and there's nothing else we can say taylor taylor put it perfectly man there's nothing nothing else left to be said um he 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 put it perfectly he absolutely did we've got a big week ahead we've got a big game coming up on sunday the nfc championship glover's gonna be there so if you're at the game if you're in the bay area keep your eyes out for a lions legend you'll see some on the field some off the field but until then We will see you next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.